It was Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. Mostly Superheroes returns with another awesome interview. You all have noticed by now that we're talking to all sorts of fun people. Got a shout out, Julie Lally from Insight Rocks, helping us out, setting us up with so many fun interviews. And she's not done yet. Local legend here in St. Louis, working with all sorts of fun folks. You all have been able to enjoy some recent interviews, and we have even more coming up, expanding the realm of Mostly Superheroes. We're super excited about it, and we're having a lot of fun. This week, Scotty Scoop joins us after his big hiatus to talk one of his favorite fandoms, Dungeons and Dragons. I want to set the record straight right now. This episode is for non-Dungeons and Dragons fans and Dungeons and Dragons mega fans alike. We are talking to everybody. If you've been curious about the game, you've heard about it over time, this is for you. If you're a diehard, this is definitely for you. A great interview with St. Louis folks, Martin Casas of Apotheosis Comics here in St. Louis area, as well as Sam the DM. That's Sam the Dungeon Master. Hearing all about their story, how they got connected, and the big event they have coming up at City Winery STL. Get ready for all things Dungeons and Dragons and stick with us. We have a few more big episodes before the end of the year. Enjoy the show. Oh, one more thing. There are a few more F-bombs in this one than you're probably used to, but they're all from nerdy passion. Have fun. are back in the studio welcome to mostly superheroes so many fun people lately i think i said four or five episodes ago you know scotty scoop first of all welcome back to the studio it's uh it's been a it's been a few it has been more than a few he has been missing he was at disney um he just got back and uh he's got a whole bunch to catch us up on but it's not time for that so i don't really want to hear about that right now (laughs) i'll stow it you stow it until the next episode but how you been welcome back scotty uh, I'm I'm great. Are you ready for the D and D episode? I am so ready. Dungeons and Dragons has made its way to mostly superheroes, and we're here with two amazing guests. You all are so lucky to meet some new folks. Maybe you've heard of them before. Let's just go around the table and keep it moving. This guy, St. Louis, Missouri, Apotheosis Comics, a shop that I've been to. I've, you have been here for. You'll have to confirm how many years because I've known about you guys for so long. Martin Casas, welcome to Mostly Superheroes. Hello. Thank you, Sam. Oh, it's my pleasure. (laughs) I'm here to support always. You're you're with the live studio audience. Oh, indeed. Martin, welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah. How are you? Great. And welcome to the podcast. Yeah, uh, I uh, long time listener, first time guest. This is great. Um, <laughs> That's how it starts. Yeah, this is a great studio. You guys have done a great job. Like the the layout's cool. The vibe is neat in here. Uh, it's a uh, this is like a, a a real Hollywood looking studio, man. 
Thank you. I, that's yeah. I, thank you very much. Yeah, I really appreciate it's a very that. Safe uh, space for nerds. There's, there's a yes. lot of a lot of chords and tech coming out from the ceiling, mm-hmm. so you know it's like super official. This puts my rig to absolute shame. It's yes, a, uh, for and, sure. And folks, that if you're hearing a fourth voice, that's right. It's Sam the Dungeon Master. Sam the DM. Welcome. Thank Woo. you. Thank you so much. Oh, that's you're too much. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Oh, please, please be quiet. Um, uh, yeah. Welcome, man. Thank you. Thank you for Thank- the kind words. Uh, a fellow nerd, uh, you're enjoying the space. You, there's plenty here to keep your eye. Not enough D&D in here, right? Uh, well, you know, you could always use more D&D. I think, thankfully, uh, you know, uh, uh, Scout here's got uh, plenty of gear, just top mm-hmm. to bottom. I was going to say, I have that exact same trucker cap, and nice. it looks good on you. And, uh, you know, it looks good on me, too. I'm not going to try to say who wore mm-hmm. it better. Well-worn. Um, it is. Yes, it's very well-worn. Uh, Baldur's Gate shirt is is awesome. I'm guessing you've, like... You're, I, got, you're, I actually got a compliment on this coming out from the voting booth. Hell today. yeah. And always vote. Way to go, Scott. <laughs> Every time, man. Every Fantastic. time. There was one thing on my ballot. I made sure I was there. It was there like a, a local election, something important for uh, your school. Local, you had to be it's there. A, funding for my uh, school district that my kids go to. Very important. Scotty's a dad or either of you guys' parents? Oh, yes. Yes? Mm-hmm. One 13-year-old you girl. 13-year-old girl. Right? Yeah, how about you? What you got? Uh, I have a with? I have a 26 year old daughter. Excuse me, I thought you said 26. <laughs> 26. Uh, I started a little early. <laughs> wow. Uh, there you go. Wait, I'm a, sorry, how old are you? I am 43. So okay, you do the math on yeah, that. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, 15 year old daughter, a 13 year old daughter, and a 10 year old daughter. So oh, you're yeah. raising you're raising I, the partridge family. Um, just man, you know, once once a month I go into my uh, safe room in the basement. I lock the door. You start couple breaking of, stuff. Yeah, or... Couple of days. <laughs> yeah. I come out. Looks like a uh, uh, tornado's gone through the house. There you uh, go. Having daughters is great, though, isn't it? It is so great. I so I have I have uh, four brothers, one sister, and growing up, my sister was such a bitch. <laughs> uh, but it's because I realized that she was living with five boys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's and not a good place yeah, to be. Yeah. So it was it was kind of rough for her, but like she she. It, She's an amazing mom. She has three wonderful boys. And uh, so <clears throat> I have only nephews. Except the only, the only, uh, well, that, that's not true. Now I have two nieces until my daughter's one. But um, all my brothers have had all boys. My sister had all boys. So we had no, we didn't even think of a girl name for our, <laughs> our kid. Like we had no girl name. And then when it you got, we found it was a girl. Like, holy shit! What is every do? family gathering just like a push-up contest? What the fuck is going on with your DNA, man? It's wild. No, it's What's wild. The deal. Well, they're all like on it the east like coast. Sounds like a wizard's curse. It's hard like to just, yeah. just yeah, maybe, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, only boys. Well, Martin, thanks for telling us about some of your personal life. Sure. I want to get into the, some details about. I mean, we're on mostly superheroes right now. Yeah. You run Apotheosis Comics. Yes. How? What's going on with Apotheosis? Tell us how long have you been in St. Louis as Apotheosis? So six years. We okay. started in 2017, um, and you know the when I when, when I first started Apotheos, what I wanted to do was do all the things I like when I have comics. So it's I like to drink beer, I like to read comics, I like to listen to music. That's like my vibe when I listen to comics. And my favorite thing to do is to talk to other people about it, and like you know just kind of digging deep on the history. So I built the whole store around that concept of like we need a place where people can come and hang out because when you go to a comic book store. You buy your stuff, you talk to the register guy for a little bit, and you get out. And yeah. that's not not a lot of action going on. So we wanted something that was very event-heavy that would bring people into the bar um, to hang out and just get to know them. And then we started doing, like, a ton of events. We started doing D&D stuff. We started doing 
um, you know, just we did open mics, art classes, slime making classes, uh, hol- Christmas stuff, you name it, pancake uh, parties you know, with, with Sam, uh, Dan the Pancake Man. So we just kind of had an approach of like throw everything at the wall to see what would stick. And, um, you know, we are the only comic book store bar in Missouri. And I think actually we're now one of only two in the country. Mm. Um, and, and number one comic shop in St. Louis. In four the RFT years in a row. Four years. Yeah, there you go. Wow, is this your hype man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you bring <laughs> a hype man to the pod? I've done a little work at the shop. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar. Hey, Scott, take notes yeah. on what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know. I was auditioning over here. I'll, I'll be your P. Diddy. Let's go. That's right. We need a little bit of <laughs> yeah. that in our lives. Um, amazing. Yeah, you've had tons of different types of events. Yeah. Don't worry, D&D fans. Today's the day. We're going to talk all about D&D. But, well, but what else is going on Apotheosis nowadays that people need to know about? Well, you know, actually, I would just kind of just say about the D&D stuff is that it kind of really tells you how much the nerd industry is changing over the past couple of years because you know, when I was in high school, you know, like D&D people, like I was a closeted comic, but I literally had my comics in the back of my closet. Mm-hmm. No one knew Preach, brother. what they mm-hmm. were. I didn't mm-hmm. tell anyone about it. The most nerve wracking day of my life was when I wore a Superman shirt to school and people were, I was like, what, what are people going to think? What are people yeah. going to say? Um, but I looked down on D&D people because I was like, those are real fucking yeah. nerds, man. That's real really nerdy. nerdy. Really nerd. Every nerd draws that line with Yo, themselves. Yeah. Even yeah. nowadays, it's like, well, I'll play Dungeons and Dragons, but I'm not going to LARP. And then it's you realize you don't want to LARP because you'll love it and you won't ever stop right. doing yes. it again. It's like then one I like day this. you wake up, you're throwing marshmallows Absolutely. and <laughs> swinging a foam sword. Yeah, you're boffing everyone to death. It's, uh, yeah, that's, I, you know, I, that that's you know kind of uh, autobiographical because i drew that line for myself there's always there's always that thing where like you are into magic the gathering but you're not into Yu-Gi-Oh or you're into you know comic books but only into the you know literary fiction and not yeah. the cape and tight stuff and everyone draws these like weird lines uh and yeah i you know have been playing D for like 20 years and i never let anyone know about it yeah. period there was something you did in a basement because you wanted to hide it from people yeah <laughs> uh and now there's yeah like millionaire D celebrities and it's it's crazy to see how it's how it's hit the market and the culture in the way it has these past couple of years well you know that was the thing that so i had no intention of doing D or magics of the store because i i didn't know it and okay. like i have this kind of idea the philosophy that i don't want to sell anything i don't know and right, and if I don't know it well enough, don't embark on it, and you might end up offending like a group of people if you yeah. like, throw a D and D night and it's not organized. I yes. don't know if you've met nerds; they're very hard to offend. <laughs> yeah, okay. so maybe offends the wrong not, word. It's just... not an easy thing to do to offend I don't a nerd. Know. By Have you ever met any Star Wars fans? Niche piece uh, yeah. of their. I guess I just met internet nerds. <laughs> That's like Starfleet, right? Star yeah. Wars is mm-hmm. like with Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Hol- holodeck. But <laughs> 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 well, well, what was the crazy thing about? So when we first started doing D and D in the store. The people who showed up, it was like yoga moms, cops, lawyers, doctors, like guys like you. Like it was all over the map. It wasn't what I expected at all. And then as we started going, like, you know, I think you did a and d for a guy's wedding party, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I started doing uh, games for pay as a professional dungeon master at Apotheosis Comics. Uh, Martin hit me up to, to run an event there for kids and after a small just minor panic attack i got it done and uh i don't remember that it was oh yeah you know my hands were shaking that's when you when you take something that you do with your close friends in the privacy of your home and then you're like hey run a game for strangers children (laughs) it is a terrifying (laughs) prospect especially if you've never done it before 
but that kind of, you know, uh, was thrown in the deep end and it went very well. And, uh, yeah, since then I've been running, uh, games at the shop or games for, you know, folks, uh, in private residences for, uh, venues and events. And, uh, yeah, I've, people will hire me to run a game for their bachelor party. That's been like two different sessions for birthday parties for just, you know, get togethers. I had, uh, somebody hired me to run a game for them the day after their wedding. Uh, Mm -hmm. they had a brunch, um, with all of the wedding party, we're talking 20 people and they all wanted to play D and D together, meaning at the same table, which means I ran a D and D game for 20 people at the same time for 30 hours uh <laughs> it probably felt like it I'm uh sure. it actually how it was, long actually yeah uh it was it was like two and a half three hours it was one of it's to this day one of the best sessions i've ever ran hands down everyone was on board like you know there's a there's a certain magic you get into when you're in the pocket as a dungeon master and you're describing a scene and you can see it affecting the people around you and seeing that happen with like 10 people winged out on either side of you looking around the cave you've just described it's like it's pretty awesome everyone yeah everyone had a great time we had to work out some shit like you know the initiative order is everyone goes after the person next to them so we had to streamline some stuff but yeah no they were they were great well this is you guys are great i don't like you guys all my questions i'm not only have to ask them you guys are just you guys are going you are (laughs) unprompted and you're going down the journey so now we're gonna like to talk about ourselves i think a little bit do do it a little bit more for the folks listening so (laughs) they have the context about who you guys are and where you're speaking from sam the dm all right you kind of we heard from martin and kind of like where the dm D stuff started mm-hmm. kind of with apotheosis yeah. talk to us about how becoming sam the dm actually started and and the story just kind of like was it was it this uh encounter with apotheosis and what are you doing nowadays you've kind of teased it yeah i mean that that's kind of how it started was was running games uh at apotheosis i was running games for kids every other sunday uh which was a lovely chaotic test of my you know abilities but i've been i've been playing dungeons and dragons since i was uh, like 14 years old. So going on, you know, 20 years or so I've been playing this game and, uh, discovering it as a kid was something that saved me from a lot of, you know, personal strife, depression, all that stuff, being able to step outside myself and, you know, explore a fantasy realm where I have like power and I can affect the world around me. And I, you know, uh, can make all these really impactful choices and decisions, uh, was really therapeutic uh, in a lot of important ways and carrying that into my adulthood you know i've got a a group that i've been playing with on monday nights for 20 years or so um so we started making a podcast uh an actual play podcast called challenge rating zero available wherever you find podcasts uh but uh we started we started making that and then you know uh i martin hit me up to start running games at the shop and then uh i think literally one night for a drinks and dragons event folks can come in buy a beer play a one shot um someone at my table literally just yelped out like can i rent you which was you know a little weird yeah the phrasing (laughs) that wasn't crazy about the phrasing but i was like yeah i mean i I guess you can um and so yeah i just started uh sort of building up this small business samthedm.com um and so yeah i am as far as i'm aware and i don't want to talk myself up too much but as far as i'm aware the only professional dungeon master operating in st louis um it's not a huge market obviously we're not as big as you know chicago or or new york but there is a a dedicated community of nerds in this town that 
has been playing D&D or wants to play D&D, that's a big part of my market mm-hmm. is people that want to get into it. And if you don't want to read all the rule books, if you don't want to, you know, equip yourself with all of the potentially incredibly expensive gear, you just email me and I show up and run a game for you and I bring everything you need to play. Yeah. And so that's kind of my my focus is being an all-in-one professional dungeon master, you know, delivery service. I show up to your house, to your venue. Uh, I've gone to bars, like, you know, private rented out rooms and bars and restaurants. Um, and now, you know, public venues uh, going into like uh, live shows and stuff, which has been a, a whirlwind all itself. But uh, yeah, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, turn my hobby into a, a lucrative side hustle as we're all forced to do in these uh, these uh, unholy days of uh, late stage capitalism. And luckily, there's proved to be a market for it, uh, you, which has been nice. Yeah, the thing I'll say about Sam that's really great is that. Uh, like I think people kind of come at D and D as like it's extremely complicated and it's hard to get into and there's a lot of things to learn. But what's great about Sam and then maybe just D and D in general, but I'm gonna give you the credit for it. Appreciate it. Is that uh, once you, like you've got the basic dynamics of roll the dice, chance, and then you have to learn something, and you have an experienced DM like Sam, you know they will tell you how to play and they encourage you to get down and get as dirty as possible and have some fun with it. And then, uh, you know, you get a guy like me who doesn't really know. And, and then cause I don't know if you remember this or not, but we did a uh, we did a campaign and then there was some kind of fucking thing that I got and then they could control people's minds. And I was like, well, let's let's control people's minds and take it over. And then one the other guy at the table is like, well, you don't go evil in D&D. And I'm like, why not? Right. <laughs> mid- yeah. And he's like, Cause, and then, but then I got fucked up. I got really. Fucked up. I got well, this is great. Well, this is yeah. great, and uh, thanks for sharing. I mean, Martin and I are the are the ones, right? That we didn't know it. Yeah. No. This guy over here, Scotty. What questions you got so far? Like, because what I want to do is, you know, I want to hear from uh, you guys. We got a big event coming up uh, at our friends at the City Winery. Mm-hmm. You guys are doing something big, and I just want bubbles and bards, baby. Bubbles mm-hmm. and bards, and I want to I want to build to this. The, we can yeah. pl- we, we can plug it as we go. November, sure. Saturday, mm-hmm. November eighteenth. Like we're gonna talk about this big event you got coming up. Yes. Scotty Scoop is going. Are you going with Shanna, your wife? Yeah. Okay. If not, uh, yeah. um, let me know if she doesn't want to go and like I'd go. Because now I'm like, now after I all, think the- I'll go to you. I'll, I'll, we'll close the store for the day. Screw um, it. Any, what questions you got? Like, what do you? You know, what, before react, before before react. we get into that, if I may, and please. I hate to do this, if I please. may, I would like to grill you, sir. This is better. You, please. You, you got yes. the gear. You got the experience. Yes. How long have you been playing Dungeons and Dragons? If uh, I may. <clears throat> so my first game, I remember what well, I don't remember which version it was. Sure. But this was probably around 92, okay. 93. So I'd be like AD. Um, yeah, you know, I was 12, 12, 13, mm-hmm. uh, just a kid in the neighborhood. Sure. Said, hey, we're, we're, we're doing this thing. You want to come down the street? And I was like, yeah, great. Hell yeah. Um, played it for, uh, I, I want to say, maybe uh, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And then that kid moved away. Oh. And then that part of me died. Heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, and then so around the magic leave your neighborhood. Yes, it's like watching ET leave on that spaceship. For it's real, like, no, this that's, is great. The magic. I've and, never heard this. And in, uh, for a long, long, long time, I was D and D free, mm. and you know, just kind of watching from the sidelines sure. as a lot of nerds do. And then uh, 2019 rolled around, mm-hmm. and uh, some some of the people in in my family, uh, my my ex family, sure. Uh, they were like, "Hey, man, we're we're playing. Uh, are you interested?" And I was like, "That's great." Indeed, I am. Mm-hmm. And we went there, and uh, I've been playing in this group 
for uh, since 2019. Oh uh, yeah, January 2019. What um, are you the? Are you playing or DMing? Uh, I am playing. What's your character? Uh, my name is Canem Halfbeard. Okay. I am a barbarian dwarf. Of course you're a dwarf. Your name's Halfbeard. That's right. <laughs> That's incredible. Wait, I'm sorry. Is it based on, do you think you have a half beard that looks like a full uh, beard? It's, it's half of... Uh, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My character was uh, uh, traveling through the mountains with okay. his family as a child. Yes. Where my parents were, of course, a trope, were murdered sure, by absolutely. orcs. Mm-hmm. Uh, my face is horribly scarred on one side. Oh, that's so good. So I only, beard on I only have half of a beard. That's really good on half man. of my face. Oh, that's, that's great. really good. Yes, uh, I was, I was taken in by uh, some roaming barbarian tribe. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. And yeah. raises one of their own. Raises that's one of their own. That's an excellent backstory. That's something I want to highlight because the look on your face right now as he's telling you that—that's a whole. Uh, angle of this man's personality, you knew nothing about, right? Nothing. The the thing when, <laughs> yeah. when I when I want to get all like up my own ass about D and D. The beautiful thing about this game is that it helps people find the hero within them. Absolutely. Oh. You 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 found this character, and that for anyone, just real quick, for anyone that doesn't know what D and D is, here we go. It's a tabletop role playing game, which means it's a board game with storytelling elements. You have a piece, you move around a board, you beat up bad guys, you get treasure, but also you are weaving a narrative. The dungeon master guides you through an adventure that they've written, and you as a character, you have a piece of paper with all your stats on it that tell you how strong and fast and smart you are. You try to survive the narrative, uh, which usually involves like kicking ass and taking names and, and making gold. But solving mysteries. Like real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. like real life. But the thing is, is like you the transformation that comes over people, you in real life can't get a battle axe and cut an orc in half. There'd yeah, be some legal issues. A little not, bit. For not, one thing. That's a but, season, yeah. but if with Dungeons and Dragons, you can sit down at your friend's coffee table and, and embody an adventurer, right? You are you are whisked away. You're the protagonist of a fantasy novel that you're helping to write. Yes. And that's that's the magic and the beauty of the whole fucking thing. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's going to be an right awesome two-minute clip I put on Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> that's Perfect. actually video yeah that's actually a good segue because i was uh one of my favorite moments of when we were playing D in the store was uh we did these things called we still do it to this day uh learn how to play D, and so we like i think sam may have been running this one but it was um one of our early classes and so i just started playing my daughter was there and so there was a group of like boys on one side and girls on the other side and the quest was we had to go to a castle to find something and on the way there, like, you know, so the, the boys and girls that kind of go out and, and they're all one squad and the, uh, there's a, an injured orc or, or thing in the, in the field. And the boys are like, let's kill it. And the girls go, well, let's actually, let's ask them. And then, so the, <laughs> the guy rolls, it's like a five and doesn't go anywhere. Thank God. And then the girl's like, well, let's ask them if they're okay. And then like, sure enough, the guy was like, Hey, I have a, a map to this castle. Yeah. And then the and so they get to the castle, and these idiot boys took <laughs> three to four turns trying to break down a door of which Sam had mentioned multiple times that it was magically guarded and could not be broken. But they were trying as hard as they could to break the door down. Yeah, the girls had already gone to the top of the castle, found the map, gotten out of the castle, were on the way back, and these dumb and I was like, boys, you're making us look bad. <laughs> you're not helping the cause. But there is like this really funny way of how girls and uh, like I guess men and women play. That's it, it's it's really kind of a cool little social dynamic. Yeah, when you see it happen. And that 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 kind of dynamism is what makes Dungeons and Dragons so entertaining and so engaging. Mm. You know, when you play, uh, you know, 
uh, any any fantasy uh, video game, you know, if you're if you're playing Zelda, there's there's places on the map you can't go. There's places you can't reach. There's things you can't do. In Dungeons and Dragons, you can do literally whatever you want. Now you are limited, of course, by social pressures. You want to keep everything in good taste and not bum out or gross out or freak out everyone around you. But you know, you can say my character scratches their butt or my character does jumping jacks, and no one can say no. Uh, you know. Uh, and that's that's part of the thing is like, uh, yeah, engaging the story in one of a million different ways mm-hmm. in whatever way you see fit. And, yeah, seeing how different groups, you know, I, I've had the opportunity to because of this, you know, small business I'm trying to build up. I've run literally hundreds of one shots all over the city at the shop, at people's houses, all over the place. And, you know, when you when you're doing that many reps, I have set one-shot adventures that i've written that i'll i'll run several times for different groups of people because you know they don't you know a a new group doesn't know what's around the next corner and seeing how differently different people handle the same quest is so fascinating right um we did a we did an event at apotheosis years ago where we had so many people and we needed three dungeon masters so all in one room three dungeon masters three full tables all three of us are running the same adventure we spent an hour after the event was over back at my place just, uh, you know, decompressing and geeking out over <laughs> how different all three of our tables handle the same thing. It's like, oh, you got out of the corn maze in five minutes. We stayed there for like an hour and 15. Like you guys went back to town. We never made it to the dungeon. Like all these different, you know, uh, and that's that's part of the, you know, if you'll excuse the term, the magic <laughs> of, of D&D. Is well, that, so. this is where I want to know. This is where I want you to uh, level set it. I might help you even be navigating like your market research right now. Hmm. What per like percentage of like the people that you're d- running these events for are like people like Scotty, where like they're all pros and like they just want a dungeon master versus like it's just like a group of newbies. And then is it like a group where it's like, well, you get 50 50, you got some people in there, like we, like me and Scotty would maybe go together yeah. to an event, right? Uh, it, it is, it is a healthy mix. I found that yeah. there are, there are some like the thing about new players is that they there's a lot of hurdles to get over so you just hire me and i show up with everything you need to play and you're good you're well golden. and there's a lot of guys understand that don't realize it's like a multi-week commitment like uh, think, it can be it for can sure be, yeah, yeah. So yeah. well we, we scotty get... taught me about this about campaigns oh yeah, like, yeah. and yeah. can you guys talk about campaigns like what like explain campaigns to like someone in you know 20 seconds campaign like, campaign versus one shot yeah. so uh well, i w- could explain that but I don't, like to. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Maybe we should let the, the yeah. DM. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll let he's, you know when I have some comics questions. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, so basically, there's there's a lot of ways to play this game. The the thing about D and D that sets it apart from Monopoly or Clue is that it's episodic. So you're you're weaving a, a narrative with the dungeon master and the players. So I say you're in the kingdom of Esper. There's a magic jewel in a cave. You have to go get the jewel, and then you go get the jewel and you bring it back and you get your reward. Well, what happens after that? Where do you go to sleep that night? Where do you get your next job? Who gives you that job? What are your parents up to? Do you have parents? And so you can answer these questions and build out a narrative that becomes like a fantasy novel because every week you're playing the same story. Mm-hmm. You're playing the next episode of the same story. So let's get real basic. And you have a board in front of you. Uh, sometimes, yeah. With you, with dice. When you, uh, yeah. When like you, that, that's uh, how you track movement amongst the group, like in turns. Absolutely, yeah. Right. When you are that, that's the board game element. When you're getting into fights and exploring dungeons, you'll have a map with a grid, and you'll move your pieces around to navigate spaces and maneuver around enemies and take them down. But everything that's not a fight every moment uh every scene that's not like combat you just kind of like 
you know theater of the mind yeah you you improvise you're all making it up in your heads and you're you're sort of weaving this tapestry together improv Uh, yeah absolutely yeah improv is a huge part of how i approach the game in general because as the dungeon master i have no idea what the players are going to do uh as you can attest to the players can do as i said before whatever they want (laughs) and some players really delight in uh confusing or frustrating or finding a way around the shit their dungeon master is doing um because that's that's all part of it but yeah so there's there's one shots where you play one uh uh you know uh singular enclosed narrative adventure usually over the span of a couple hours and that's most of my gigs most are of your people, gigs are that or yeah, one shots yeah okay uh long form campaigns are like the things i do for my podcast where every week every session you're continuing the same narrative and some campaigns can run for years, can run for decades. If you Bro, don't want to retire I, your characters. Did I tell you about that guy, the wizard who came into our store? No. So we first there, started... a wizard came into your store? Yes. How'd the... you not tell us about this? So so, <laughs> so the first time the first game we, we we did, this dude walks in and he's like maybe six hundred years old. And he's got long beard smoking cigarettes in my fucking store. But we know okay. <laughs> and he's got a he's got a, a walking cane and he's got this huge binder. And he's like, hey, you guys uh, playing D&D tonight? And I was like, yeah, man, we are. Uh, he's like, so do you have version they're playing? I go, the latest one, I assume? I don't. <laughs> and he goes, is anyone playing uh, version, well, not version one, what's it called? Two. No, no. What's the first one called? D- just version Advanced one. Advanced D&D. Yeah, 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 yeah. Playing number one. And I was like, uh, maybe. No. Not no. So, yeah. No. This guy's been playing Sorry, the same Gary campaign. Gygax sure, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this guy's still playing. Well, yeah, for so sure. he had this old ass folder that and he popped can. open. And he can. Yeah. He yeah. can continue to play. Absolutely, yeah. Well, how That's... does that work, though? Because how does he have his character that brings into your story? Here's the thing. He can't. Shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't be able to. The, A line you, wizard? Yeah. When you Well, you can... I have a binder at home that has the character sheets for all the characters I've played in the various campaigns that I've been blessed to play over my lifetime. They usually run with my group of friends like two or three years long. Um, And those characters are, you know, uh, formalized on a sheet and I have all their stats. I can't take a level 20 character, which is very, very high, very high level to just some comic book shop and be like, I'm going to play this. You can't really do that. No, you're going to be OP. Yeah. What's OP? Overpowered. Okay. That other uh, people. You're gonna be. <laughs> you're, you're gonna be Superman at the playground. Yeah. It's uh. So that's yeah. That's that's the thing is like every every group every table is different. There there are some organizations uh where you can take your character from table to table to group to group, but for the most part you are making a narrative with a group of people. That character exists in that narrative with that group, and if you go to a different table with different people, you make a different character or build one from scratch. Um. So yeah, that's wild that it'd be like, I have a character from 1979, and I'd like to put it in the middle of this random game at a comic store. That is nuts. Well, and this is kind of where I want to land on. This is where your time to shine, Sky Scoop. If you got any questions, D&D, like, this is the time. Like, what is the status of D&D in 2023? You started 20 years ago. Now you're, do- you're doing live events with folks like Apotheosis Comics, Bachelor Party, Bachelorette Parties, Birthdays. We're leading up to an event now, a live mm-hmm. brunch, like with comedy improv right yep so what's going on what it's is what is it what booming. is going on with D? like i want you to react a little bit and and talk blowing a little bit. up so yeah that? so dungeons and dragons has exploded mm-hmm. in the last i would say 
five or six years. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely because of the pandemic. The pandemic. The movie, um, Chris Pine. Uh, I love uh, it. <laughs> live reactions. Oh, live oh, reactions. Yeah. Oh, the DD guys didn't like it? Oh. No, 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 no. Live that, reactions. The, mo- the movie was great. The movie I, was great. I love the movie. It's not the reason it's, that's a symptom, not a cause. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Uh, you're, no, that's, yes. You're All probably, right, you're probably looking at Critical Role. Yeah. Yeah. As being one of mm-hmm. the sparks uh, Stranger Things is Stranger really blew things. it up for everybody. Yes, as far as course. making D&D a household name, I would have kids come into the comic shop and be like, I want to name my character Eleven, and I want to fight right. the Demogorgon. Yeah. And then I have to look them in their little eight-year-old eyes and be like, listen, mm, little kid. No. You don't know what the Demogorgon is <laughs> and what it would do to you. It would eat you alive. You don't want me to put the Demogorgon on this table right now, because then you'd see it, and your mind would break. Thanks, anyway, thanks again, Stranger Things, because that's yeah. how I discovered the Midnight. Yeah, great band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so D and D's is popular. It's booming. It's going big. Yeah, it's it, it's going big. Um, you you said uh, we were talking outside. Uh, you play th- on your actual play podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, which was challenge rating zero. Challenge rating zero. On all podcasts. Everyone check that out. That you play three point five. Yes, there um, are, there are several editions of this game. Is that you? I think so. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right, perfect. Hello. Keep going. No, okay. you're good. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you I have you said ears. you play three point five. Yes. Um, we're currently at five e. Um, version five e. Version five e. Yes. Oh my god. And what uh, does the e mean? Fifth edition. Edition. Edi- oh, fifth edition. Course. So the thing, <laughs> it's okay. And, and hey, when people get okay. this, when when they get version five e, it's is it like a physical and uh digital type of product they're buying there's, from? There's, yeah, there's, that's what that's what they're doing now. They're there are so more many books. The realm. Yeah, I so think it was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, they launched five e, mm-hmm. and you know I would say probably um besides the three, you know Dungeon Master's Guide, Monster, yeah, the three core rule books. Um, you're probably getting three books a year. Uh, yeah, they're really they're really cranking it out. Um, we're getting to the point of bloat at this point a little bit. They're running out of niches. So, so I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Why three point five? Uh, okay. Well, uh, that's the easiest question you could possibly ask me. It's because it's what I grew up playing. Yes. Um, I. You're like the wizard. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the yeah. So the for the uninitiated, Dungeons and Dragons is is a, a board game, but the to play it, you need rule books, very large, heavy, hardcover rule books. <laughs> oh my and, gosh! Uh, See, like whenever you say that to a new person, they're like, "This is going to be too much." For sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a yeah. player, mm-hmm. you do not need these books. What there we I go. what I always mm-hmm. say is, I know all the rules, so you don't have to know any of them. SamTheDM.com. <laughs> that's your whole. That's your whole thing. Yep. Uh, but so th- they've made several editions of this game. Uh, with uh, sometimes wildly different rule sets. The the first edition came out in uh, the 70s that Gary Gygax... 72. Yep. Whoa. Gary Gygax and David Arneson made in, um, uh, what, G- uh, Geneva, Wisconsin? Yep. Uh, yeah. And uh, so that that's the first edition. They came out with Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Then in, like, 2000, they came out with, like, the third edition, which is what I played. That's when I started playing. It was when I was 14, 15 years old playing third edition. And so we, and me and my friends, as have watched as new versions of our beloved game have come out and we've just stuck with what we knew because, you know, another thing is like, there's a real uh, cost sink with this hobby. If you want to get really, really into it, 
You have to buy rule books. You have to buy supplemental rule books. You have to buy dice. You have to buy gear. And it's specific to the edition. So on Challenge Rating Zero, we just we played third edition because that's what we grew up playing and we know all the rules by heart, uh, really. But I will say, as far as the events I run, that's all fifth edition, the latest stuff. And fifth edition is the easiest version of this game to play. It's the most inviting to outsiders and new players. Like, if you've never gotten into it, like, honestly, now's the time. Uh, it's it's really heavily focused on customization and role play and leaving a lot of open space without a bunch of really nitpicky rules to let you just explore the narrative. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, you know, when I'm doing one shots or doing this live event, uh, you know, we're, we're using fifth edition because that's what everyone's on. But, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're old curmudgeons, so we just stick with what we know. Let's talk to the D&D fans, the hardcore ones for a minute. So where do you guys all like congregate? Like is it just whenever you're playing with your friends? Is it your what are the digital social channels or like online channels that you guys meet at? Physical too, obviously, right? Like I love the the hybrid nowadays. Yeah, uh the I mean physically most people when they're playing D&D they'll go to a comic book shop like Apotheosis. Mm-hmm. Um the which game has, rooms. You guys are doing D&D nights on <clears throat> Thursdays now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, How's that work? How's the Thursday night D&D night work? Well, it's actually pretty great because we got a guy who's in the neighborhood and he built this awesome like computer monitor that's the map. Mm. So you can put it on there and it interacts with the players. And oh, he's, he's a bit of a gearhead. Yeah. Change the like, maps and move yeah. things around. That's Whoa. great. It's pretty cool. That's the dream. It right? is the yeah. dream. That's the dream. Yeah. The What's flat, the dream? The, the flat screen Table, yeah, yeah, map like table. visual. Yeah, you have. You want to have the Hunger Games <clears throat> map. You want to yeah, see everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, we may, we may be doing or Westworld. Some, <laughs> if we, if we can, you know, the problem we had is that after the pandemic, we had that second floor, and then we we didn't weren't able to get our D and D game back, and it was we really were trying to be as careful as possible with COVID, and so some of the things we just didn't bring back in full force. We may be thinking about building the D and D stuff up because there has been a need for it and yeah there's a hunger for it and you know i just didn't know how to fill it and if we could find out find somebody or a group of people to like (laughs) schedule the events to make sure we have like a badass like video wall like you know we've got it would be great to do need some production we need some but this is leading up to the city winery Yes, yes, uh, yes, you guys yes. want to get into it? Is that all right? Like, is it too early? Like, no, that's that's, no. that's fine. Like, we me. can wait. Let's circle back around to more D and D stuff as it comes <laughs> yeah. out. Why don't you talk? Well, to actually, us? I have a question about five E. I'm, I'm holding it. It's in my back pocket. Is, it's not going anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. is there going to be a six E? Okay, so it's going to be very <clears throat> sexy. Oh, <laughs> there is there is a button. There is there is a button. Yeah, yeah there is not going to be a six E. There is D and D one. Is what is coming? What is um, okay. so? Well, tell us. You know, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes, this is a reset. Imagine doing that with Dungeons <clears throat> and Dragons. They're just instead of there's a new edition and a new edition. They are collapsing the multiverse into one universal rule yes. set. The new fifty two. Utilize for yeah. What's it called? What's it called again? D and D one. So so you couldn't do that before. Like once four E was gone, yeah, like the universe was over. Uh, well, once once fourth edition is done, they come out with new rule books for a different edition of the game. So like 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 me and my friends on our podcast, we still play third edition. We mm-hmm. th- those rule books are there, but they're they not printing never any new shit for them. Okay, they're not making any new stuff. And so yeah, now fifth edition has been around for like five six seven yeah. years. Uh, no, since like two thousand eight. 
Oh, damn, so you're for real? Yeah. Shit. Oh, God. 15, 15 years. How old am I? Where am I? So this is coming in 2024. I'm looking live at an article in yep. dicebreaker.com. There you go. We got wow. Henry St. Lager over there. Uh, so this is coming in 2024. What are the. It's like a whole list of the changes. It's an overhaul. Yeah. So they're, they're once again, uh, you know, uh, shifting priorities and and changing you know kind of kind of paradigms let's and... just leave the non D fans in the dust <laughs> what are they changing like uh, for, for you D D fans that are like well, what are they upgrading i mean yeah. honestly it, it kind of looks like fortnite sounds like fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of i mean that's the thing with with D coming into the mainstream oh. like this like mm-hmm. updates patches one of the, one of the crazy things and the stuff that drives this kind of um this kind of shift in the market is there has never been more direct uh contact between the player base and the designers of the game with social mm. media you know when mm. i was when i was playing this game in 2000 if we didn't know how a rule worked fuck you, you that's it, it. like yeah. you just you just figure it out i remember but now there's <laughs> uh but <laughs> every now, game uh, yeah yeah for sure uh but now if you are reading the player's handbook and you don't know how to apply a rule you can tweet at jeremy crawford the lead game designer of dungeons and dragons and he will not only answer you the D&D Beyond website has compiled his answers to these niche questions into a tome that you can reference called Sage Advice. So there has never been more uh, interplay between the players and the producers of this game. Yeah. And so that that generates like incredibly quick changes <clears throat> in real time because they're they're getting feedback immediately. We're talking about this outside the fucking um, the OGL, the OGL uh debacle yes. uh, that we got into ogl uh, so ogl so what's that the that, so that, that that's the original game license open game license open game license um and basically utilizing this open game license you or you or myself could create our own dungeons and dragons content and use their rule set and their characters. Open source. It's an open source uh, thing. Well, beginning of this year, um, Wizards of the Coast tried to change that. They tried to pull it back and say, hey, um, we're doing a new OGL 2.0, and anyone who does this is going to kind of owe us money. Yeah, it's a monetization tool now. And welcome to America. Welcome the, back to America. <laughs> <laughs> the community has uh, did a backlash of which Absolutely you have never seen. Direct yeah. React shop. React everything. Every single player of this game when it basically Wizards of the Coast look, which is owned by Hasbro, so it's all just big corporate shit anyway. Yes. But they looked at the money being made on Twitch, which Twitch streamers playing D and D with Critical podcasts, Role yeah, and Dimension Twenty, and, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, there's mm-hmm. all these people making podcasts, YouTube videos, Twitch streams of them playing D and D, and they're making content and they're monetizing it. And with, we're tired with, of it. Yeah, with exactly. <laughs> with, we're uh, not getting our cut. Yeah, and so they decided, like, hey, you have to pay to use our our shit uh, and our, the entire our rules, our characters, and everything. Not to mention uh, the biggest thing was like publishing. There mm-hmm. are there are eight million third party publishers out there in the world that are like we wrote an adventure so what one of the things mm-hmm. when you're playing D for those that don't know a dungeon master can make up an adventure 
whole cloth all on his own, which is what I do a lot. Or Unless can, it's the writer's strike. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or you can you can run a, a game from a, from a book uh, called a module, and that has the entire quest in it. So there's a bunch of third-party publishers that like write adventures and make content and publish books for 5th edition and Dungeons and & Dragons, and the company was basically like, yeah, you all have to pay us money, because fuck you guys. And the entire community on every social media platform and every way possible was like, fuck you, no, we're never. Out. Yeah. Not gonna happen. We're we'll, gonna... Go, we'll go to a different type of game. Yeah. I or will... we will create our own type of yeah, game. Pathfinder yeah, almost got Pathfinder, ma- Pathfinder yes. almost got mainstream for a second. So close. Oh, they're still the Pepsi. Uh, they're still the Pepsi, <laughs> but one of these days, oh, Pathfinder. Sorry, Pathfinder fans. Um, is Pathfinder like the Pathfinder not is D&D? like off brand? It's just as good yeah. as Dungeons and Dragons, and Paizo's a great company. <laughs> wow. Um, Make sure a... you mark that time. Yeah, there. I need you to clip that, that out. Uh, so <laughs> we were gonna cut some stuff. Uh, but uh, but yeah, the the community, uh, you know, just threw up hands. We're like, fuck you. We're not gonna accept this. Yeah. And you watched in real time as uh wizard of the coast was like okay we're gonna try some new stuff okay maybe we'll we're, we're gonna try this what do you think about this and, and eventually they're like, like no we no, are going we don't to, want that yeah. either and eventually at the end of it they're like okay open game license forever in perpetuity forever we're sorry we're yes. very sorry please don't be we're, mad they did huh? they, they were crashing and burning wow oh, wow yeah it's a it's a it was uh nerd fans shitting on the company that makes their stuff for good reasons yes and right. got a good outcome mm-hmm. instead of making george lucas cry yeah um, yeah you know well, and, and you it know, was I, inspiring it, it was very fucking cool congratulations i would yeah. say thank you and and as so i know we're not here to talk about anything else but like i see magic on the screen there but as far as like cost to get into it, cost prohibitive, for uh, prohibitiveness. Yeah, like D and D is way more affordable to get into. Like Magic, I got these guys coming in buying oh, two hundred and seventy dollar boxes. For sure. Oh yeah, of for shit sure. that I'm, yeah yeah that's nuts. What's the Tyrone Bigums? You yeah. know, like yeah. hey man, you got any more? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you got any more there? Yeah, from a business perspective, yeah, well, it's, it's that sticky. Oh yeah, as they say. Yeah, I mean, from a business perspective, you know, dude, I you've got to move so much product in order to to keep a business open. Like the margins on magic is about 20%, sometimes 30%. So you've got to move a lot of shit in order to, and, mm-hmm. but there are guys who do and they know how to do it and they do it well. I mean, there's a lot of shops. Uh, Fortuna Games is right down the street from us and we will buy some stuff from them because one of our distributors, I'll call him like, hey man, I need the new Pokemon cards, new magic cards to sell. And he's like, well, look at our our, or, uh, our, our orders and pick something out. I was like, no dude, just, just tell me what the new stuff sure, is. Yeah. And I always order the wrong shit all the time. <laughs> so I have someone else buy it for me yeah. and get it from them. It's like ordering airplane parts. Like, yeah, I'm exactly. Like, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but so anyway, so that's one of the things I really appreciate about D&D. Yeah, and you're the, seeing, I like the perspective because you see like so many customers like coming in for different varieties of things. <clears> and like you might hear them start asking questions about magic or something else. And you're like, well, d and is kind of the way maybe. Or or maybe you're more of this kind of person. But the, the one thing you're seeing you, a mix is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, what we do is that I try to have a little bit of something for everybody. So when someone comes in, I can close the sale. But again, I try not to sell anything I don't understand because I'll only waste money on it. And also, there's a lot of really great shops out in this in the region that are doing things really great. And we're all doing it because we love it. Mm-hmm. We're, in, we're in no desire to put each other out of business. I mean, there's about nine other shops in the region. Um, we all do it a little bit differently. So like we've got to figure ways to work together to keep yep. them all around because- Create an um, ecosystem. Yeah, because if I don't have to buy it, then I can send them over there and they can buy it over there and then they'll send them back to me for something else. And right. so 
it, it works find, out pretty find well. Find some niches, maybe. Exactly. And, you know, pass it back and forth. Yeah. Um, I really, I'm like, nah, this is so fun, just so you know. I'm sure. having the most fun. This is why I started this podcast, yeah. was to really get into stuff I don't even know about. Um, so thanks for appeasing a lot of us folks that don't know anything about D&D. I really sure. just want to give you any Dungeons and Dragons person that showed up today, like, thank you. Like, what are we not <laughs> saying about D&D that we should be saying? Uh, well, one thing I want to say real quick, just to hammer it home for everyone listening, is that um, on November uh, 18th, yes. Saturday at noon, Let's I'm going it. to be uh, running a live, uh, a D&D live show. So mm -hmm. this is an opportunity for people to buy tickets to come watch me run a one-shot adventure for uh, local comedians. Mm -hmm. uh, my buddies, um, Connor Branson, Tree Sanchez, and Elena Hutzing, who are comedians that work at the Improv Workshop and have done... Uh, you know, open mics and stand up around town. They're very funny people. And uh, we are putting on a show at City Winery uh, where, uh, yeah, it's a City Winery STL. City Winery STL. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a lovely venue in the Foundry, uh, which is a just a kick ass place to hang out. And uh, yeah, they're letting us go up on stage and do um a uh, one-shot adventure that I've written. It's a it's a train mm -hmm. heist. Uh, but yeah, I'll be rolling dice, telling jokes, uh, being funny and silly. Uh, there'll be action, there'll be comedy, and there will also be brunch. And there'll be a brunch bar available for perusing. And on that, I'm working with a bar to create uh, D and D themed cocktails. Hell yeah, that'll be nice. similarly named of like elixirs and potions from the uh, the game. So, All right. guys, want, this is we so want cool. it to We've... feel like you're a part of the D and D world for sure. That's it, yeah. right? Like this is yeah. kind of where it all culminates. Like yeah. you want to like maybe this is like now we're bringing in a live show component where like you can see and experience D&D in a way that is maybe a little less pressure than a full-on yeah. full participation. Yeah. This ain't this ain't you're going to see D&D &D and we're going to give you a, a ham sandwich in a bag. It is we are giving you some good D&D &D sounds like drinks. a great event, by yeah. the way. Actually, yeah. let's do that. Next. <laughs> ham sandwich yeah. in a bag. Yeah. City Winery. Apotheosis those are, they're, presents. They're friends yeah. of ours. They're friends of the show. They're really awesome. Beautiful venue. So cool to hear. Like, I mean, here's, here, here's what's cool, right? It's all the wild Feathers there, amazing band. I just saw Patton Oswald. Yeah, there last week. yeah, like, crazy. Uh, so congratulations, Sam and Martin, for uh, like getting such a great venue and such a great spot in in Midtown. Um, it was really excited. Tell us more about the event. Scotty Scoop's going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I've, I've got, I'm going too now. I'm going to yeah. go. All well, right. It's yeah, going to be like, so that. brunch show. Is this what, 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 what can people expect? What are they going to experience? Do you well, know these people? These No. The, the players? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Okay, so, so you, you know them. Yeah. Uh, I actually did. This is... Uh, this past year has been a great year for me. This is the second live show I've actually been able to do this year. The first one I did uh, back in February at the St. Louis Art Museum. Big ups to Slam. Um, I did a live show there. Got some pictures of it on my website. Um, and uh, we had a great turnout. It was a great time. Had everyone laughing, cheering, and booing, all that good stuff. Um, and so the crew that I ran that show with, I'm doing this event with. And so you, if you buy your ticket, you come into City Winery. Uh, there's a there's a you know brunch uh, buffet laid out for you to peruse at your leisure all during the show. It's kind of like a you know uh, dinner and 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 theater kind of thing. And uh, yeah, on stage is going to be myself and some incredibly talented local comedians uh, mm. who are playing fantasy adventures, running through a campaign. And yeah, if you are curious about D and D and don't understand it, if you have no idea what's going on, this is an absolutely 
casual, risk-free way for you to experience this game without having to sit down, make up a character, and roll dice on your own. Uh, you know, people ask me, as a professional DM, people ask me all the time, how can I get into Dungeons & Dragons? And you can either buy a rule book and start reading. Uh, you can hire me or people like me to, you know, swing by your place and run a game for you. Or you can just go watch people do it. You know, uh, the market on Twitch and with podcasts, a lot of people that hire me get interested in the game because they listen to podcasts or they watch, you know, they watch people on Twitch playing this game and they want to get into it themselves. So if you want to get some exposure to D&D &D and you don't have any idea what, you know, a uh, half-orc monk is, then you can just go to this show and watch us roll dice and tell jokes and, uh, you know, have a good time. It's food, drinks, and laughs. Absolutely. Like, that's the, the non-D&D person. Like, you're going to have food, drinks, laugh, and, like, camaraderie at a cool spot. Absolutely. Right, now, D&D yeah. &D people. Uh, they're gonna have a blast right we, yes like this is for scott well what really excites me is that they're comedians yep and they're i would assume they're good at improv uh yeah for sure which is elena one of the players uh, teaches at the improv workshop yes here in this, town. that that is perfect yeah for that is the exact an entertaining dungeons and dragons game D, &D yep. campaigner here what other questions you got about this big event you're i mean you're gonna be there um, what, what what are you you're just excited to experience it for the first yeah, time I'll, you've never been in anything like yeah, this I've i, mean, I got some spoilers for you want some spoilers i don't know you should he behind the scenes spoilers? we're very anti-spoiler yeah, you on mentioned this. a train how is there a train in the dnd if, if you can give us behind dungeons, the scene teases dungeons and dragons is anything you want oh, to be. Yes. oh my gosh wait a minute we got like hidden surprises in store type uh thing? well here's here's the thing for one thing there's gonna be a huge uh um, audience participation element. So the crowd that shows up to this show will be able to directly impact the yeah, nature and direction cool. of the adventure. Oh, wow. We will be actively asking for audience interaction to tell us at certain points what happens next to where we're going. Also, the audience will be able to provide inspiration to the players, which means they'll be able to, if the audience likes them, re-roll failed, yeah, re failed checks and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is, um, this is a train heist. Um, an interesting thing about this adventure that I'm running is that I actually have submitted this to a, a publisher that I'd like to plug here, uh, Space Penguin Inc., uh, they're brand new. They just uh, uh, launched, I think, their first wave, and they're working on their second wave of stuff. Are they here in St. Louis? Uh, no, no. They're they're a third party publisher. The I forget where the the main guy lives, but um, yeah, Space Penguin Inc. I N K uh, are some folks that I've submitted this to, and we're kind of working on maybe getting this thing published. So I might have a, a little module of my own. Uh, yep, that is them. Uh, so yeah, if, that's or, great. Timing. Yeah, if you want a sneak peek of uh, this module that I that might be getting you know uh, uh, published here soon, you can come onto the show and uh, yeah, experience the glories of the Cobra Express, their train now, heist adventure. Now, oh my god! So I'm <clears throat> I'm interested. Anything can happen here, mm -hmm. as with any game. Mm -hmm. What kind of uh, what kind of runtime are we looking at? So this is going to be going from uh, noon to two. Okay. Uh, so it's 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 two hours, which is a pretty solid amount of time. We're going to do like an intermission in between, so people can get up, stretch their legs, and things sure. like that. But honestly, when you're, uh, you know, what what I like to compare this to for people that have no idea what what to expect, this is uh, improv theater 
kind of mixed with um uh with with an action movie you're you're watching a group of people like make a fantasy action adventure movie in real time uh as you're going i don't know what the players are going to do the players don't know what i have in store for them so we all come to this uh not at all knowing how we're going to counter each other's moves or what we're going to do and so that makes for really amazing and uh hilarious uh moments and hijinks and and all that good stuff I'm, be... I'm i'm picturing an action fantasy whose line yeah, yeah. Uh, who's oh whose line yeah, whose line yeah. oh, <laughs> such oh, a great yeah. show for sure now yeah. this train is it is it is it a coal-fired train it is. is it energy efficient uh it is a coal-fired train okay. and it's not energy efficient all right so are I you thinking say. about the environment of this planet are you, are you not you just don't uh, regulations no sustainability well, no sustainability here's the thing i wish i had to say in it but this fantasy realm that i've crafted from the ether yeah. has uh you know um ample heart, coal heartless <laughs> it has heartless capitalists within oh, it okay. oh. that yeah, are yeah, gonna yeah. just burn yeah. through uh the nature's resources okay. uh with with no care so also that, that's I don't know. troubling but you know that'd be fine still cold where, where their yeah. hearts yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, keep going. You got other questions. Uh, well, I know you do. Yeah, I've got some. Like, if you want to get deep, go ahead. Get, get well, back get to the deep. train here. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm I'm curious. Sure, Sam the DM. Mm -hmm. When are you Sam the PC? Oh God, what? that is an incredible question, and I want to give you props. I know that you play this game now for sure. Because you had the stones to ask it's, me that question. It's, it's, a, it's always is, a shocked. concern. Yeah. I don't know. Personal I've computer? All, we, you know, we've Thank got you. our our dungeon I know, master I know Andrew. You, I know you care about he me. He never now. gets to play. This is therapy. This is therapy. We have two. We have two things. Yeah. We have two people talking about two things. Two people that are like, "What are they talking okay. about?" Okay. So Sam is the DM, the yeah. dungeon master. Right. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yes. We uh, this. A PC would be a player character. Oh. So what your friend Scott here is asking me is, what do he I get ever to actually get to play? play? Oh, and you're oh, a player, and maybe you're just you're just there, and you're, you're there for the adventure. Yeah, when you get to play the game, you don't have to make up the entire fucking adventure completely yeah. and answer every question and run every bad guy. When you're a player, you make a character, you are that character in the world, and you just listen to what your DM tells you. You need a DM. A PC needs a DM. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I do get to actually play this game. Good. On Sunday nights, my friend James runs a campaign for me and my friends. Uh, I am a, uh, I am a warforged artificer named Gunderson Slag. Nice. Say it to again. Answer your question. Salute. All right. I am a, I am a, I'm a robot man that has cool tech powers, <laughs> and my name is Gunderson oh. Slag. Gunderson Slag. That is the character I play. He talks like this, and uh, you know, we run around a city called Gibson, <laughs> which is a coal town, and. I just got my first gun, so right. going Congrats. pretty good. That's so pretty good. excellent <clears throat> question. Thank you. Um, wow, another Scotty. question. Yeah. I could tell that was there was a reaction there. How deep do you get into the characters that you create? He's got a fucking voice. You hear that? And if you do. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 where I'm yeah. going. Do you do the voices? Oh yeah, funny voices is like the whole that that's the whole thing. Not only because it helps with immersion on a baseline level, but it also gives the players an excuse to do stupid voices of their own. Mm. I run a lot of games for a lot of newbies, and it is it can be incredibly awkward and terrifying to be like, okay, I'm Bob the Fighter. Right. And what does Bob the Fighter sound like? You're in this scene. What do you say to the goblin? And like, I don't fucking uh, know. But if yeah, I'm like yeah. the goblin approaches you and says, Yeah. <laughs> 
how much for these magic beads? Then they, you know, now they can be like, well, I think it's thirty dollars. You know, they, right. you you <laughs> yeah, give yeah. you give the players the excuse to you know be dumb. So yeah, I've got I've got a uh, uh, half dozen terrible accents. <laughs> Uh, there's shitty Russian bad guy. Yes. Uh, there's um angry old lady. Uh, you know, you just you just you just make shit up. Yeah, they and just, you use what they, you got. Yeah, yeah, they come out. How mm-hmm. long would and... you say it takes someone to be comfortable to do a voice? Uh, well, I mean, if you're doing it right, then it just takes a couple sentences. You, you, if you are blessed, as I have been blessed several times with a player that will just get right into it, there's there's usually one at every table that the second we sit down, they're like. My name is Isaac, and yes. I was born in the snow. Yeah. And then, and then everyone else at the table is like, "Oh shit, we're just being dumb." Like it's <laughs> the, all the yeah. narcissist in me is like, "I I acted in college and high school. Sure. I acted." Let me tell you. So something. is this like? There's like a correlation of like acting, improv, comedy, and also like Dungeons and Dragons. But I don't want that to scare away. If you're like, I have to be an actor to play no, this no, no, game. No. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely don't have to it, be that way. So I, actually, I I could have sworn. I could have sworn you were an actor. You had some kind of acting classes because how uh, vibrant and energetic you got with your characters. I, I was like, this guy's a fucking theater major. <laughs> now we're selling Not the show. A, now we're yeah. selling tickets to I, your show. I, I yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I've done... Uh, I, I look at Dungeons & Dragons as the um, the confluence of every skill set I have and every interest mm. I have because, yeah, I've done some short films. I uh, did plays in high school. I've... Uh, you know, uh, played some music, written some songs, did a little dabbling and pretending I was in a band. Uh, you know, I like. Uh, what was the name of the band? Uh, we were called No Outlet. We played a basement show and an open mic, and I think that's about it. Were you acoustic? Uh, uh no actually oh. we we didn't have any outlets in the first basement we practiced in so that's what we <laughs> called ourselves that all right now you're talking to the dreamer over here yeah. so where does this where does this all go then yeah like well, where, where would you want to be if you were like you know successful big time sam the dm like are you shooting it, are you shooting the actual dungeons yeah. and dragons movie that's like it, all is, the way is improv? there like a championship like a national a championship? championship what yeah that's good like what that's a good yeah. question like yeah. worldwide competition How, yeah can you like, get uh, this is this isn't a game, guys. <laughs> now this is not. It's a this is not Monopoly. Style. Here's here's the thing. You Winning don't... is not the ultimate goal here. Oh, tell him. Ice clapping. Tell him how it is. Oh, that's what. God. That's the D and D people. So yeah. your, your your job is not to win the game. Your job is to exist. Oh. And, and succeed. So it is like in real life job, in your, this world. Your, your job that has is been to, created. Your job is to see the story to the end. Yes, whatever, whatever that means in whatever context you're you're playing and, in. And and what a the great DM lesson. is not just telling the yeah. story. You are a part of this story as a player. That, is, as a player that you're helping him weave. I'm getting yeah. goosebumps into creation. <laughs> so the as that's a very interesting question because that's something I've been thinking about lately. This is all completely new to me. Uh, you know, doing live shows and being you know uh hired by folks to run uh private games and all this stuff has mm-hmm. been it's been a glorious thing on the rise i have no idea what the top of this looks like i i don't know you know there are famous um dungeon masters these yeah, days the like matt uh, mercers yeah. and matt mercers and, Lee Mulligan. and you know uh yeah. there there are people who are famous and wealthy uh, you know, not Tom Cruise famous, but famous and wealthy for for running Dungeons and Dragons. And a lot of that comes from, you know, building a fan base, making content people like and getting out there. I'm focusing less on, you know, online content creation and more on, you know, kind of a 
uh, a grassroots kind, kind yeah, of well, like well just mm-hmm. like blue collar service shit i want yeah. you know with, working with well you know what that is it's working with people yeah 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 i my my whole business model is i pack up my stuff and i come to you and i help you and your friends actually play the game you it's don't a have solution. to watch it yeah. you're, you're being a solution you don't have to watch you, it on you're a capitalist you will <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so the like what does the top of this look like uh, i don't know maybe uh getting to do more live shows more regularly like having a, a residency at a place like city winery to be able to do this more often uh you know working with i actually uh had a conversation with some folks at a local school that i can't divulge yet but to you know do like after school programs for kids and making some spare cash doing that i i think for me personally you know the biggest victory in all this the highest echelon i could get to is just getting to a point where i don't have to have a day job as well as doing this on the side that's it if i could pay my bills with only dungeons and dragons uh that's all i that's the dream you know that's it and and you're not alone right this is like happening the the creator space is as big as it can be and the nerdism is a monetizing e-commerce that just exists all around us for all things and uh you know it's it's the most futuristic technology america that you could have imagined absolutely it's Mm -hmm. open market and what i'm really realizing is that I really do believe that every one of us have the art in us, the creative itch that sure. needs scratched, that if you don't scratch it, you it, it's not good for you. It's not yeah. healthy. And even people that have the full-time job, I worked at the factory for the last 30 years, even they... They, you don't know what they're into. Sure. You don't know. Oh, sure. You don't even like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Nowadays it's becoming like, well, maybe I have the opportunity to treat my fun things like a serious business. And it, it, I think as you go further, right, how polished do you have to make it each time you evolve a little bit? It, it becomes more than just you were playing this 20 years ago when you were a kid. Yeah. Now you look at it with these eyes of like, I want it to still be fun and fulfilling and it might help me eat. Yeah. The, the, that's the only you know uh hitch with with trying to pursue this as a job is that you know sometimes you have to play D when you don't want to play D. yeah uh, you know that's that that's the job of it right is too is, much of a good thing you get, yeah you get booked for a gig you do the gig maybe i woke up late maybe i didn't have enough coffee maybe i'm not really feeling it but you go do the gig and that's yeah. that's the part where it becomes work and so far right now i haven't gotten you know uh burnt out yet and it's still fun and yeah like in just interacting with people watching a room full of awkward nerdy middle-aged people become improv comedians in real time watching them make these personalities out of the ether watching them forge these inside jokes that no one else in their entire life is going to get but they'll be able to reference because this one night they crafted this narrative together is some of the most beautiful shit that i get to be uh privy to as a dungeon master and as long as I get to keep doing that, it you know doesn't really matter where it goes. I oh, mean, I want to clap, but I'm going to still say Saturday, November 18th. You can get your tickets right now. Mm-hmm. City Winery's website, Apotheosis Comics website, uh, linked up anywhere else that people should know about. And let's Twitter, about- Instagram, Ramp. Threads, yeah, <laughs> stories, yes, billboard. Uh, yeah, uh, Martin, you- t- Martin, talk to us about Apotheosis involvement. This is presented by yeah. you guys. This is where it makes perfect sense. You were doing events there. You're going to do a cocktail for the night anything else in store yeah it sounds like you're going to be there yeah i mean you know so they city winery called me up and asked if uh, we wanted to do something there and the only guy i could think of who could pull this off was sam so i immediately put them in touch with him and you know we've kind of built this really great little piece of the st louis entertainment bu- bubble where like people are known for us of 
we're a family-friendly, nerdy beer spot where you can come hang out. So we get a lot of phone calls. We get a lot of requests to do stuff like this. But, you know, for this thing, like, Sam's the only guy that can pull this off. So we're really excited. I'm excited for people to see him um, play and do what he does best because, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing to see when someone does something they are clearly so good at. Well, that's very kind. I appreciate yeah. it. Well, we'll do final plugs and wrap up, but Scotty, I got to ask, you got anything else? Uh, <clears throat> just a couple of things. What's yeah. up? That's um, why we're here. Yeah. yeah. Just some some really quick rapid fire. How many sets of dice do you think you own? Shit. Uh, well, here's Shit. the thing. My my good friend Parker, who plays uh, the half-orchard Zura back on the show Challenge Rating Zero, available wherever you find podcasts. Parker used to own a game shop called Game Haven in the county. And uh, it unfortunately had to close, but what he did is gave me all the dice in the fucking store. So I literally can't answer that question. Oh my God. I will tell you this. I have giant boxes full of dice. I have enough portioned out that I can supply dice to as many as 30 players for one large event at a time. So a shit ton. Wow. Is the answer to that question. <laughs> Jealous. Hey, can I buy a box? Of that, by yeah, the way? Oh, I for Because I, sure. I do need some of the shots. Um, <laughs> when, uh, when you're running one shots. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer something that you've created, or do you just grab a book off the shelf I am almost and en- run it? I'm almost entirely homebrew. Okay. Uh, I, I make up my own plots, my own stuff. A big part of my uh, style and my, my taste is just improv, and so I like to be able to control the throttle and the brake. You know, if shit's sure. going too hard for the players, I can back off. If it's too easy, I can go a little harder. I can cut from one scene to another really quickly if uh you know we're we're spending too much time here but need to get to the end of the story so i very rarely um run modules i i did there was a year i think last year i was running two games at the shop at the same time those were both modules with those two games and the one at uh when and my podcast game i was running three games at once for an entire calendar year three games a week all at once two of those had to be modules or else i couldn't keep up so uh i I, when i'm doing one shots it's almost always uh the stuff i wrote myself sure Hmm. um how do you deal with murder hobos uh that's an incredibly good question that depends on how old they are okay if they're kids i let them kill whatever they want because it doesn't fucking matter all right and i clap and tell them how good a job they did killing everything (laughs) and as long as they don't try to kill the other people around doesn't matter i kill and burn every some of the kids we got at the comic shop this is some of the rowdiest shit you've ever heard quick anecdote ran a one shot the whole thing was a unicorn lost its horn and you have to go in a cave and find the unicorn's horn and bring it back they get the horn put it back on the unicorn unicorn's like oh brave adventurers will grant you each one wish i'm looking at nine ten twelve year olds whatever one of the kids is like, I want to make a house for the unicorn and come back and visit it and live with it forever. Great. One kid's like, I want the unicorn to burn into ash and die. <laughs> ash and die. And he just said it. Ash and I want it to burn to ash and die over and over again. So I was like, yeah, it burns to ash and it dies in front of you. We got it. And then it comes right back and it's alive again like a phoenix. Who else has a wish? You just indulge him. If it's a grown up. And uh, they're a murder hobo. I I uh, uh, pride myself on that I've never had to kick someone from a table in all my years of playing this game. I've come close, but I've never had to kick someone from a table. Uh, murder hobos, I find, mostly want combat. And luckily, I'm very, very good at constructing elaborate 
large-scale combat encounters. So any murder hobo at my table, they're going to get as much violence as they fucking want. Okay. Uh, that's just, you just feed them. You feed them until they're stuffed. A, like, am, I, am I correct to assume a murder hobo is somebody who just wants to cause chaos? Yes. That is exactly. Okay. A murder okay. hobo wants to kill everything in front of them. Aha. Because there's yeah. no real world consequences. NPCs. Oh, PCs. No, that's you, you, it's just conflict. It's the kind of thing where like you, are, you arrive in the town of Windhaven and the shopkeeper says, oh, hello, adventurers. I've got new stock in. And then one of your characters is like, I fucking killed that guy. And take his stock because they're an edge lord and they don't want to like <laughs> they don't want to like engage with the internal uh consistency of the narrative they just want to kill everything well, but they, they got to roll a hide of die to that make is, it happen that is true but yeah. then you get people that you know know the game well enough it's like i probably got a pretty good chance but yeah it's it's you ever get a murder hobo that pulls like a dexter and works in miami pd for you know 10 years and <laughs> no one really knows he's my, yeah, 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 my yeah. brother yeah. played a character like that once it was not fun uh <laughs> what else you got yeah <clears throat> Have have you ever brought in the deck of many things? Uh, often, often, as often, often as I can. Uh, really? It's a, yeah. The deck of many things is a powerful magic item. It's a deck of cards. When you draw one of the cards, a thing happens, like your soul gets ripped out, or you get a million dollars, or a demon wants to kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a tarot deck with magical powers. I use that often, actually, in my podcast, Challenge Rating Zero, available wherever you find podcasts. Great the, plug. Great plug. They, um, uh, I use the deck of many things in like the middle of that campaign. Minor spoilers, nothing crazy, but they, there's a character that draws tarot cards, gives them each a tarot card reading, and I actually drew cards from the deck and applied those to the narrative as we went on down the line. So I wow. use the deck of many things as often as I can. It's one of my favorite magic items. It's great right. for storytelling. Uh, it's great for chaos. Don't do it at level one. Don't oh, do no. it at level one. No, no, no. Um, but yeah. could end a game very quickly. Absolutely. What else um, you got? <clears throat> How many people do you get that come to your table and say, I would like to be a dark elf fighter dual wielding scimitars? Uh, I've the I will say dual wielding centaurs, scimitars, 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 scimitar. curved Arabian swords. OK, this okay. is a specific Dungeons and Dragons okay. character. Good. Sounds awesome. The thing about being uh, really into D&D is you get kind of like a, you get kind of like a, a minor in uh, medieval weaponry and combat tactics, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> Uh, like I know what a Flomberg is. Uh, anyway, <laughs> the um, I don't get that surprisingly. Uh, Dritzdo Worden, a famous character in D and D novels written by Ari Salvatore, has not showed up. What I do get is people want to be eleven. Uh, they okay. want to be a psychic girl in a robe and kill people with their brains. I get people that want to be. I've got an Avatar: The Last Airbender. People want to be. Uh, you know. Uh, How do I create this character that I love in your setting? Fortnite. I get references to other stuff like that. Like people want to be Darth Vader, they want to be Goku, shit like that. But never, never dreads to word. That's a very good question. And uh, to to bounce off that, Mm -hmm. how often have you been asked to run the Stranger Things campaign? Or or one shot, never or, once, or the Rick and Morty. You will now, Dungeons and you will Dragons. Now. You will now, never once. Okay, never once. N- the, no, no Rick and Morty. Uh, no, no one's ever asked for that. The the my market demo is mostly people that have never played this game before. Right, and yeah. so the the concept of someone like, oh, I bought a module. Will you run it for us? Does not. The, yeah, but so you, I was curious. Are you hearing, like, what, oh, are you hearing what's happening though? You're opening in a new market. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I've maybe. got the Dungeons and the Dungeons and Dragons Rick and Morty crossover. Yeah, how my it, wife bought that for me for Christmas. Yeah, it's crossing Bring over. Bring it by with the everything. shop, baby. Let's how do it. it. Yeah, I say how do you how do you uh, tell uh, tell them yeah. how you would want to plug in? Like, uh, do you go to Apotheosis? Like, how do you work with Sam? Like, <laughs> bro, like I'm not 
I'm not a dungeon master. It's but aspirational. You have a campaign. <laughs> oh, aspirational. <gasps> you looking for a mentor? You, you Are know, you looking for like, a mentee. I mean, oh. I would love to be able to do that. The best way to start is just to fucking start, man. He's got tickets. It's yeah. gonna be terrible, and you're gonna fuck up, and then you'll eventually stop fucking up so much, and eventually you may even be okay. All right. And I'm. It's okay. like real life again. Yes. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm okay. I keep convincing people to pay me to do this shit, so I guess I'm doing all right. But uh, you know, they're. I can get some Rick and Morty pickle juice for that game. Right. <laughs> pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. We will get that and we will play. Oh, jeez, oh, Rick. So oh, actually, no. if, if I could put another promo out. So we Please. are this it's, year. It's the time for plugs. Yeah, so every year, in fact, we started doing this fucking many moons ago with this guy. Uh, you know, every third uh, Wednesday in St. Louis is Skanksgiving. Uh, we do a thing. That's actually the official word. Isn't that crazy? Is it really? Like, we've yes. really got to change that like word. Thanks, I just, Thanksgiving Eve? That's I've, what it's supposed to be called, but skank, it, in St. Louis, it's yes, Skanksgiving. It's Martin, I've lived oh my in town my entire life. I've never heard Skanksgiving. Are you wow. serious? Martin, Are you corroborating I, this right I, now? I, I am corroborating. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not yet. All right. Google I've Skanksgiving. Never, I've ne- Google Skanksgiving. Yeah, Google it right I've now. Never You're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. It's, a, it's <laughs> You're going to my The tradition in St. Louis is, Skank is K-A-N-K, is Guns and Hoses, which is the firefighters. There we go. I used to go to Guns and Hoses every year it was great my STD my ex-wife's father facility? was a, a a police officer who fought one oh year. really yeah oh yeah i used to go there where the politicians oh, would go and that's like a night of the year I it is i did know it was the busiest yes part night. i didn't know it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. i mean so, we called it like thanksgiving eve like you always that's what we should call it we i it's yes. a lot more just <laughs> learned something there you go rft in the front i just learned having something. problems right oh, now. of course right. rft published it oh yeah. and there you go there's the uh oh geez that is what happens you guys are gonna get me in trouble this is usually that's usually pretty that's just, that's just yeah. Britney Spears. It's so, fun. so yeah. So we started a thing called uh, Drinks and Dragons where we get a – it's a sponsored event where you get two beers. The uh, campaign is centered around the, the name of the beer. So, like, one year it was Imperial Warhammer, and so everyone had to have Warhammers during the game. This year it's Schlafly's doing it, and I got to get the name. We'll have it finalized tomorrow. So Perfect. the night before Thanksgiving, Drinks and Dragons, the shop. It's going to be a hoot. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to plug in apotheosis? Like, let's talk to uh, the everydayers. Like, what are they? What are they looking for? Comic book sh- fans. Yeah, and you. I mean, this is a lifetime comic book fan right God here. So you, you guys, yeah, you, you guys can talk about it. Like, what are your your daily deals? You got days that people need to be coming. It's every day. Well, yeah. What, I mean, Wednesday is the big Wednesday day. That's when the, the new busy stuff day, comes I'm out. Sure, okay. Yeah. Wednesday's the day. You already mm-hmm. know that. Um, all right. Where can people find you online? Uh, Shoppotheosis.com. And actually, you know, it's funny. Don't go. Well, when they see this, I'll have it fixed. But when you, so as a small business owner, one of the many joys is that we have to do fucking everything. And so when you went to the main screen there, I noticed that the I still had the image slide logo up on that. Lo, on that, Look at that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's <laughs> a real life website. That's a real life website. Yeah. I mean, we understand. like you said, you're running this. Sh- like, I, 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 we, I need a whole episode with you, Martin. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. This is this wasn't the one. This was D&D focused. But sure. I, I, but I got to ask, like, what is it about it for you? I think you've already kind of answered it. You wanted a spot to do all your favorite things yeah. and to connect with real people that come in that don't have to feel like you're just talking to some guy that's pushing you out the door. You yeah. and your staff are taking care of people. Come for your yeah. fix. 
you guys are have a wonderful location on Grand. Yeah. When, when people talk about us, they talk. They you walk in there, it's friendly. You get to have a conversation with somebody. We'll we'll help you find. Then we go above and beyond. That's kind of what the name of our our, uh, our business is. Apotheosis Comics on Instagram. Yeah. It's a bar where you can buy fucking comic books. Go to there. Yeah. Apotheosis Comics and on South Grand. Go to the store. We talked about the recording store. there. Yeah, and we just put in uh, new game monitors on the bar. So every seat has got a monitor with an emulator on it to play whatever you want. Wow. There's some crazy shit on those emulators. I got, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Do you read everything? I uh, Yeah. Because if I worked in a comic book store, I don't know how I would get anything done. <laughs> so it's, it's important because... You know, my goal for every employee when they come into work, they have to find five books to sell that day. So okay. it's either they've got to like read the description, some like go through it, summarize, it, and be able to sell it. And uh, but yeah, like because the the new comics that come out every Wednesday, if we don't sell them within that first week, they go in the back issues, and we don't sell them forever. So we got to figure yeah. out some kind of tactic. So. What I try to do is, is I try to quickly read through everything. I've been doing it for a long time, so I know kind of how to get the the gist of it. So yeah. and I do. Wait. I want to dig deeper, maybe. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's you just got to know enough to know what's going on. The stuff that does pull out from you, you will stick with it. Uh, you know, I remember when I when I was like, man, this is gonna be so great because I have a comic book store. I'm not getting to buy comics anymore. <laughs> I fucking buy all of them. Oh yeah, all you the gotta time. get the. My collection's oh, crazy. We got 25 of this one, so we got the yeah the special cover. Yeah, I'm well, gonna need that. And you do oh, a yeah. great job on your socials, keeping us all up to date. Help Thanks, me man. out. Help me out with the hours. What are hours? So right now we're closed on Monday and Tuesday, so we can do just do paperwork. Also, so I can have some kind of time off. Yes. Um, yeah. and then we're open. Um. From about 11 to 8 o'clock, uh, Wednesday through Friday, and then Saturday we have our comedy show, and we open, we stay open until 10. Nice. And then Sunday we're open until 5 or 6. I've started taking more time in the last couple months of really doing more, like, mental health stuff for me of, like, you'll notice there's a sign on my Instagram there of, like, closed to go see Metallica. Like, yeah. we do a thing where I started realizing, especially the last couple months, that, you know, I we've been in business for six years, so I've started thinking about how much longer do I want to do this. And I've been spending a lot of time talking to other comic shop owners. And then when I was in Europe, I went to talk to some guys in Amsterdam and Paris and like what they talked. And it's all kind of the same thing is that eventually they run out of gas, but they've got nowhere to go because the margin's so tight. You got a lot of guys who are just kind of burned out of the business. They don't mm. like to talk about it. It's, and, and I was going to say this to Sam earlier was that you know, when you create a job, it's your passion. You got to be very careful that you kind of, you don't lose it. Because then if you lose that passion, man, then what do you got for it? Yeah. And there's a lot of times where it's just the straight up business aspect of it that kind of grinds you down the most where you got to like do the returns. You got to do, you got to order, you're missing orders. You got to make sure the bills are paid. You got to pay staff, electrical, rent, you know, all taxes, the, taxes all the fucking time. So, um, so I've been trying to work more balanced especially because i've got a 13 i have one 13 year old daughter she's gonna be in high school next year and mm -hmm. gone in five years and yeah what are three ways people can help you out with money <laughs> buy shit in the store and give it to me that's the number one yeah online also, stuff you yeah well so actually little. come get your orders yes come, well so that's obviously actually, so pulling yeah, yeah. you've got come some pulling holds pull. yes so that, said. Yeah. you have to get your pulls if yeah. you that's ask the big a comic thing. book store to pull comics for you, come get you them. have to come back into the fucking store and get your pulls. I don't work at Apotheos. This is <laughs> I don't give a shit about Martin's whole business. <laughs> yes. But come get your pulls. Yeah, no, you it, come it get is. Them. 
it he needs it. It's heartbreaking. Hype man's back. Yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ. Can you come in tomorrow? <laughs> all right, yeah. All right. Apotheosis Comics, man. So whoop, good whoop. to be in here. Yeah, let's do let's, it again. Let's do it again here and there. For sure, yes. definitely there. Yeah. Sam, the DM, it's time. Plug yourself, my friend. Where do people find you? What do you got going on? Where can people reach you? I am Sam the DM of SamTheDM.com. You can go to my website, SamTheDM.com, to find all about how to hire me to run a D&D game of your very own for you and your friends. I am available for private parties. I can run a game for you in your living room at uh, the hotel if you're in town for a little bit for any occasion. There's uh, testimonials on my website, as well as links to my podcast, Challenge Rating Zero, which you can find on any uh, podcast uh, platform. And uh, yeah, November 18th, Saturday, November 18th at noon. Uh, come see Bubbles and Bards. It is a live D&D event, live on stage, local comedians playing a Dungeons and Dragons adventure. You can have brunch and watch a show at the same time. You can't ask for more than that. Oh, also real quick, because I got this finalized the other day and I haven't told enough people about it. I'm going to be on uh, fucking TV. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. They moved that up. Yeah. Uh, Good job. I'm gonna be. Uh, let's see. We're working on another opportunity. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is it a team? Oh, we, yeah. we we just got the email right when uh, we were on the thing, so we got. Oh. We'll have to do it later. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a tease. It's a tease. We got something else in the works for you, Sam. You're gonna love it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, can I can okay. I talk about my thing, or is this a different thing? It's your thing. Go okay. talk your thing. Okay. Uh. Oh, hold on. Unless did I fuck it up? We did just get an email. See? That's Uh-oh. a new email. Uh, this is breaking, uh, breaking news. Breaking oh, news. Never mind. Never yeah. mind. What I, what I meant that to was say thing. is never mind. Yeah, so you yeah, want to yeah. plug anything on your Instagram? I have it pulled up. Uh, No, I mean, you know, you can follow me on uh, Sam the DM Kemp on uh, Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, you can follow Challenge Rating Zero on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you go to samthedm.com, all my links to all my shits are there. Where else do DM, uh, <laughs> D&D people hang? Do they hang on like Discord or Twitch? Are you doing Roll that Twenty? Kind of, Roll Twenty? Uh, they are. I mean, I'm not there. Not yet. We, yeah. <laughs> there are uh, plenty of. Le- I, I will say this for the last thing. If we're if we're yeah. closing out, yeah, here. we're closing if out. If you are interested in getting into Dungeons and Dragons, if you have some money to scratch together, you can buy a player's handbook. That's all you need. You get scratch paper and maybe a set of plastic dice, or just use fucking Google. You can play this game with your friends fucking tomorrow. Get a book, read it, figure out the rules. If you don't want to do that. You can hire a dungeon master like me to come run a game for you. But there are a lot of free uh, tools on the internet that you can take, uh, 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 that you can use to get a game going for you and your friends. Mm-hmm. I want everyone possible to play this game. If you don't have any fucking money to play this game, you can go to dndbeyond.com. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form, but they have free rule sets, free toolkits for you to make a character, get the basic rules of the game, and run shit for yourselves. If you're interested in this game, just start playing it. Mm-hmm. Just start playing it. It's the best thing you'll ever do. I did, and I love it. Yeah, I would say you were a newbie. You had fun. It turned yeah. into a whole thing mm-hmm. from an outsider looking in. You guys got—I mean, there was—I did get goosebumps at least once today. So there's something here. <laughs> well, it'd be nice we'll if it was twice because there's two of us here. But I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone has my uh, skill for sweeping <laughs> oratory. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scotty Scoop. Did you get your D and D fix finally? I did. After and years, I, I need more. You need more. Oh. We'll t- talk. What it was? What does more Just, look like uh, for you? <clears throat> I want to warn anyone that plays D&D with this guy. 
Beware the Tarasque. <laughs> I saw it. You pulled yeah. up the Instagram. Yep. I saw it. Was that Look that out, folks. Yes. Uh, my my very, very cool and very awesome older brother uh, recently purchased for me the official Icons of the Realms Tarasque. This is Real a game quick, wrecker right here, This folks. is the Godzilla of the Dungeons & Dragons world. This is the most powerful, mightiest monster in all of D&D. There's a book oh, called Oh, that's the... your table. Yeah. There's <laughs> oh, a... yeah. This is very large. This, Jesus. this miniature is the size of my cat. It is this big standing off the table, yeah. and it has uh, the beefiest stats, the most crazy strength. This thing will tear apart entire kingdoms before your players can take it down. You can't fight this thing until you're level 20, and I will bust this shit out on anyone that pisses me <laughs> off. So thank you for that. Well, wow. this is this is awesome because we got the visual here. Mm -hmm. When you're watching this on video, we'll definitely shout out some of your fans so you can tell them on Instagram they heard, they got shouted out in this podcast. You got Val Sun Bear saying, yo! Siasha.Victoria. <laughs> uh, this is so badass. <laughs> <laughs> we got Chonk Family Band. That's awesome. Is yeah. it the fucking worst about doing stuff on Instagram? Is you got to use those names of people. Like, <laughs> yeah, like well, we were trying to do something. So all, hard. To I was them. trying to do like whatnot a couple years ago, uh, months ago, but I it felt like fucking years ago. But I got so tired of being like, all right, chumpy nuts, forty two. Yeah, man, well, I'll get back to you. And then okay, uh, beetle at, Bailey butts. Right. We got fat, at fat blumpkin forty three. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, fans around the world, thank you for turning tuning in. We got folks tuning in from over sixty countries. We're shut up. Yeah, hundred episodes uh, strong. We're, we're we're ubiquitous online, and I mean, I kind of want to start putting us on vinyls and cassette tapes. <laughs> so, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Non D and D fans and Dungeons and Dragons fans and fellow nerds, thank yeah, you for yeah. coming here. Thanks, Thanks for having us. For I think we me. did it, right? I mean, you did. We give, did. Give them that due diligence. Saturday, November 18th, Sam the DM, yep. Martin Casas, Scotty Scoot back again. This is your host, Logan, and we can't wait to see you next time. Stay tuned for a couple more big episodes before the end of the year of Mostly Superheroes, and take it easy. Peace out. <laughs>